All right, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Utaku Live with your gracious host, Kage. So I got a really special guest. Uh, he knows a lot about anime. I brought him on to talk about the special special uh, time period anime called the Golden Age of Anime. Uh, he, he's a, been in the DC Anime Club for a long time. He's a Navy veteran. The planet of the nerd. How may I help you, sir? What's going on? What's going on? How's everybody good right now? Doing good. We're doing good. So now just to um, let everybody know, uh, this young man, his brand is the planet of the nerd, but he goes by Earl. So, Earl, how you doing? I'm doing good. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, for just so everybody know, I met uh, the planet of the nerd from the DC Anime Club um, and said, he, I've been part of the DC Anime Club since I was a teen. I met him in it. He's a very cool guy who, get, who has a lot of knowledge. Now, um, let's talk about um, growing up in the nerdy. You know, what's it like for you growing up um, being just like a big old nerd? Well, I'm kind of a nerd in the whole sense and fashion. I love computers. Mm. I love anime. I love video games. Been that way since, I guess you could say day one, since I'm 51 years old. So I've been in this lifestyle because I don't consider it a fandom. I consider it a lifestyle from day one because most people say it's a fandom. But then you look around, their whole life revolves around uh, nerdy stuff. If it ain't Marvel, comic books, movies, TV shows, whatever, anime included, it's all about that lifestyle. Right, exactly. And I feel like you're just like me. Like I, I, I strive to be the king of the nerd, nerds and everything. And like I like, you know, I, I really like anime, but I'm into all things nerdy for real, for real. You know what I mean? So, um, like I said, just you just like just like me, you're very knowledgeable about uh nerd nerd nerdiness in general because I checked out your YouTube channel and I really like how you not only like you have you know a lot about anime, but I remember you uh, reviewed different regular combos, and one in particular was the Young Bloods. I thought it was interesting because I never heard of them, and you was telling it was kind of like Justice League, and uh, where people actually get murked. You know what I'm saying? Oh yes, Young Blood yeah. came out from Image Com. It was like one of their first foundation comics when Image first started. Right now, Image has sort of switched from the superhero genre to the more uh, drama filled uh, comic books and horror uh, led comic books but uh, Youngbloods was a combination of Justice League and Avengers combined right. but they you know didn't have a problem with killing people because there was a government sanctioned entity and how they controlled some of the people is like one of my favorite characters in comics you know to date is a dude named Chapel Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. See, Chapel, you know, got famous. That Spawn. Yeah, from Spawn. Yeah, with the white. But yeah, yeah, with the white face, he was a mercenary. You know, he did his job. You know, um, he was, you know, given a task to kill Al Simmons, who later became Spawn. But one of the ways how they controlled this man, they would tell him he was coming in for uh, vitamin injections, and it was a modified version of AIDS. That's how, because they knew that man was so out there and would wasn't hesitate to kill any and everybody. 
and kind of like had a means to kill any and everybody. He was kind of like the Batman of the group. Uh, but, you know, he preferred guns, knives, and his hands. Uh, but he had a way mentally to take down everybody in his group. So they m- put him on a leash, per se, by giving him a modified version of AIDS. That's fucked up and kind of dark. But... Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Milestone, you know, I mean... Uh, he chopped with a black man, yeah. by the way, if anybody's, you know... Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Image, image didn't hold punches. They put it out there that, you know... You know, they made they was their metaphors was very upfront, showing that government played with people's bodies and this, that, and the other, and they didn't care. People's like, oh, that's messed up, and they was like, well, uh, this is you know history. You know, when they first started, it was like, but this is history. You know, and these are white guys talking about uh, the Tuskegee experiments when they first started because people complained about that when they found out what they was doing to that character, and you know. He was like, this is a little bit of dose of reality in comics. Like you know, that. and I love it's a, it's a series. It's called Extreme Sacrifice, where uh, uh, Chapel kind of starts and spawn where he finds out what happened to Al Simmons and realizes that because he killed them, he gained these powers and he wanted them. So he shot himself in the head, figuring that he would go to hell, make some type of deal and come back. But unbeknownst to him, he didn't know that he was actually one of the four apocalypse of hell. So he didn't he didn't like the fact that he was a subordinate to anybody. That was one of his key things. He really didn't like being a subordinate to anybody. So what he did was he overthrew the devil, kicked him out of hell, kicked him out of hell. The devil literally had to come to the image universe and plead and beg the superheroes to help him get this man out of hell so he can bring some type of, you know, order to things. People said they didn't like him, but he tried to keep things, you know, he didn't do too much, didn't do too little. He did what he needed to do. And... You know, Chapel was just like, I'm going to destroy everything now. Or they turned, you know, they turned me into this monster. People got to pay. So literally all the heroes had to get this man out of hell. And now the devil, he can't die. Um, you know, because the devil don't want him. Heaven don't want him. But his story kind of changed after that to where he went on a, a mission of reflection and self-healing and you know trying to do right so he his whole storyline goes from the good to bad back to the good to redemption well i'm always down for redemption but uh let's not get off course too much uh so let's talk bring because i got you let's let's talk bring it back to the realm of anime for a minute i know you know a lot and then chat oh yeah who having a chat i ain't know all that so um so, uh, plan- the Planet of the Nerd. Uh, what is your favorite animes of all time? Of all time, my favorite animes starting off would be Star Blazers. Um, that was like one of the first ones that I actually watched on television. Uh, personally, uh, back in the day, growing up as a child, 
it was it was like a little four block set um either in the morning or in the afternoon right before school or right after they showed Kimber the White Lion on reruns because that came out in the 60s um Speed Racer Star Blazers um and Marine Boy okay now, okay. Oh, and uh like coming into like the middle 90s or middle 80s you would have Voltron be one of my favorites um then uh what is it Robotech will be in my top 5 um Ipo Mononuchi Mon- will be in my top 5 um and Kenichi I kind of love that underdog story oh, that has no powers and becomes something you talking about the history strongest disciple yes sir okay that's the name of the anime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, well, it's called, you know, History's Greatest Disciple. But most people, you just say the first name, okay. they know who you're talking about. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's one of my favorite animes, too. Um, now, Have you seen the OVAs? Yes. Yes. That just shows how bad that man got. Oh, yeah. Now, um, the planet of the nerd. When you think about the golden age of anime, what what time period do you think? Because some people uh, agree and disagree. Like some people say 2000, 2010s. Personally, I think the 80s and the 90s. What do you think? I would say it's a cross point between mid 70s and late 80s because that's when you had those people that actually was able to, that that grew up watching Speed Racer, Ultraman, and stuff like that from Toa that came over. Wanted that needed, had that hunger and drive to go out and find more and request blockbusters and arrows, all the video stores, and even some of the small stores to find these things on VHS. And when people started to ask about it and ask about it, you started to see them trickle in into the main stores, but they was always still put in the kitty section because to them it was a kitty thing. But the first time I seen somebody die was actually on speed racer. What? Yeah. It was like, um, you know, not the first, but like one of the second or third episodes, you see this cat go off, hit a cliff and his car explode. There was no way he could have, you know, gotten out of that. Okay. They didn't show the body, but you kind of put in your head, you know, he's dead. You know, I grew up in the cartoon. Is the cartoon network? I grew up in the cartoon network version. Right, but you know, uh, that was like the what is it, Mark Six or whatever came yeah. out. Yeah, oh. it was like Speed Racer: The Next Generation. Oh, okay. but the original show touched on a lot of topics that people wasn't ready for. They talked on they touched on human trafficking. They had an episode where Speed was going through the desert and he came across this young girl that, you know, was stranded out in the desert and was like she had jumped out of the back of a van, you know, a cargo van or something like that because these men grabbed her and Speed went to go get the men to save her sister. So they touched on stuff like that back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But to them, that was still a kid show. But people remember that. You ever heard of Dirty Pair? Yes, love Dirty Pair. 
they had a big they had a trans episode on that one. They had that like I said, that shit was in the seventies, you know what I'm saying? Where the main character fell in love with a trans lady and stuff like that. They was tackling just like you said, they was tackled top tackling different issues and controversial issue, issues around in times. Very interesting. Yeah, but you know, the reason why I say up to like the mid eighties is because again, that's when you have Robotech come back over here that blew up real big, Transformers, um, you know, uh, what is it? Saban brought back, um, what is it? Not Star Blazers, but uh, Battle of the Planets and renamed it something else. And you was getting a lot more stuff coming to regular television or early cable TV. Mm-hmm. You know, um, then in the early 90s, you had, what is it? Anime USA that came, there was like an early cable pay-per-view channels that gave you a few episodes of different shows for free and you know anime has always been popular and i tell people this and i've had a few discussions on tiktok about it anime has always been popular in the united states in some fashion or form either the stuff they got put on tv that was watered down um to the stuff people went out to um pandora's cube up in college park to rent the videos Mm -hmm. from Always had a base. It became mainstream when Toonami came on. Okay. It's the difference between popularity and mainstream. Three? Early 2000s for Toonami? No, no, no. Yeah. I'm thinking of those. Yeah. Yeah. Late, late 90s? Late 90s. Yeah, something like that. So when that came out, you know, like, uh, you know, me and a, f- a gentleman was talking about this on TikTok the other day that um, they was talking about uh, how one day was him and somebody else was having an argument about how, you know, Naruto came out before Dragon Ball. And he basically explained to him that Dragon Ball itself came over in the United States in 86. It used to come on television, you know, back in the day on like early morning or afternoon channel uh, 20. Uh- Channel 50, something like that. And yeah. then Dragon Ball Z came, followed right after, but nobody really was paying it no attention. It didn't get popular until Cartoon Network. I mean, that popular got mainstream to Cartoon Network because Cartoon Network was available to everybody on that, you know, that had cable during that time period. Mm-hmm. You know, and the guys themselves. Uh, the two guys that created Toonami basically says if it wasn't for their uh, parents or the people, the older people, showing them the anime that they watched growing up, that's what got them in the love for anime and said they wanted to bring it to the world. And they did just that. Yeah. And that's what made it mainstream. It's kind of like, um, you know, this, sorry to dip off topic, but with comic books, comic books have always been popular. But when the Marvel movies and Sony movies started to do well, because they really haven't had a big box office yet, um, it became mainstream. People knew certain characters by name, by image. You know, people knew who Storm was. They knew who Spider-Man was. They have a whole history for the movies, but don't know anything about the comics. 
Right. Exactly. That'd be so frustrating. They got so much. I'm like, uh, they know so much about the movies. I'm like, you know, nothing's happened in the comic books, right? They'd be like, you don't know nothing. I'm like, all right. Well, that's the thing. That's what I mean by going mainstream. When the average person right. can recognize a character but don't know anything about it, that's right. gone mainstream. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating as fuck because I was telling everybody there was a black Captain America for years. Ain't nobody believed me until they came out with the joint. Now everybody's an expert. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, and that's the thing. Falcon and the Winter Soldier got, they did his story justice, but the story wasn't right. They did it. They did an edited version because if they did his true story, oh, that would cause a lot of controversy worse than the problems it did. Worse than how you know, and that's the thing. A lot of you know, a lot, a lot of people didn't realize uh, the Tulsa, Oklahoma problem, I mean bombings and you know murders until they watch Watchmen, the TV series. That's a damn shame. That's been this stuff's been happening like that around the country for years. Like Atlanta, right, but, did, did you, you see know, Atlanta where they showed how how black cities that like to cover they would uh, they would have them they would dam them and fill them up with water so they now they're lakes. Mm-hmm. That's been ha- that's a damn shame. Like you gotta watch TV to find out about some shit. Because like, they're not, you know, it's not. That's one of the things. It's not taught in school. That's what they say. Twenty-eight days in February is not enough to break down everything because they have quote unquote talking points that the teachers have to go by, which is the good stuff and not right. the bad stuff. Like uh, I was trying to show off, um, you know, this uh, million-dollar apartment up in New York, and it was overlooking, you know, the park. And I'm like, bruh, I don't care about that. You know, if you know your history, that park that you're overlooking used to have black people there until, you know, had a black nice community until white folks wanted that land and displaced them all. So that park is always going to have that stigma in the back of my head. I'm not going to want to open up my windows and go, ah, you know, my history is right down there. And then he was like, you know, he was like, well, you know, well, people don't know that. I said, that's the problem. I said, so if my, I said, if my thing gets uh, deleted off of here, people want to want to know why you're trying to hide the truth. Right. Know your history, people. They say those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. But yes, um, let me get off the planet of the, uh, just talking to adult stuff. I want to talk to you about um, how. The uh, a more adult anime back in the day. I mean, you brought a uh, good point one time. We had a conversation how the adult or seeing anime um, that they have back in the, back around the eighties and nineties that it would get no play on the TV here. Um, just for those who don't know, there's different types of style of anime, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the, the uh, one type, but there's two types in particular. We're talk about. Shonen. Now that's uh anime aimed for teenager. That's my hero academia type anime, Naruto, you know what I'm saying? Naruto, um the uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. That's anime based aimed at teenagers. But then you got something called the big boy anime scening. Now that's aimed at 21 to 30 year olds for real. Now um the Planet of Nerd, can you uh talk about some of that uh that 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 manly anime where it was bloods, gut, and ass everywhere? Oh yeah. One of the first times I seen Fist of the North Star. Damn right. Was actually I seen it on a cable channel 
back in the day, back in DC time, it was called DC Cable. That's what originally was the first cable company in DC. Uh, I was flipping through there and I came across my man just poking holes in them. And when his head exploded, I was stuck. I sat there, watched the whole thing, wanted to find the name of it, look, you know, tried to find where I can find it, everything. Akira became sort of like the norm that people know. It's like Akira, uh, maybe Fist of the North Star, and um, what is the other one? Uh, okay, I'm having a brain fog. What's my boy? What's my what's the ninja boy? Um, ninja Scrolls. Yeah, those are like the main three that the average person may have come across because they've been so popular and now get put on regular TV. What about you, Doji? Huh? Yuratsuki Doji. You remember that one? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. They ain't ready for that yeah. one. No, nah, they ain't ready for that one. They ain't ready for to get twisted because it might look simple and girly. I mean, uh, something like that, but Project Echo. Yeah. Project Echo yeah. was that at that borderline of, you know, Shonen and the other one, and it's like, because in the beginning, the first things you see is a little girl running to school, but you see two iconic characters Japan, you know, kind of, you know, changed them a little bit. But you see Clark Kent reading the Daily uh, Planet and you see Wonder Woman making a little girl breakfast. And you automatically go, is that Wonder Woman and uh, Wonder Man and Superman's daughter? Sure enough, over there in that world is, you know, but at the time it was uncut. They did not say that there was going to be a lot of nudity. There was not going to be saying that there was going to be. Uh, one teenager fiending over another little girl or whatever. It was just, what the hell? Then my other show, which out of that is Crying Freeman. Have you ever watched that? Man, I knew about it for a long, long time. I've been meaning to see that joint, dog. I heard that joint. That is so perfect. Okay. I mean, that anime, as far as art style, story delivery, it really does not fault in any way, except for being cut short. Okay. You know, um, then uh, Mark DaCosta, he did a live action version of it. Yeah. Sorry about that. You yeah. know, so that was like. I'm sorry. You was talking about uh, Crying Freeman? Yeah, that right there is basically one of the perfect anime, like mini sagas. But the one that still blows my mind from this is um, I can never get the Japanese name right, but it's the whole saga is called The Legend of the Overfiend Saga. Yep. Uratsuki Doji, Legend of the Overfiend. Yes, sir. That right there is the first time I watched the first disc of that demon womb got me hooked. And I had to watch the rest of them. And the more I watched it, the more twisted, the more, you know, not really, it was sickening in a good way to get you going kind of like uh, the movie Seven. Mm -hmm. Because the storyline, you know, is basically, the, ho the whole storyline is basically wrapped up about good and evil. And in that, um, in that lore, the devil must come, cleanse the earth for a certain amount of years, and then the Chojin comes back in, which is, you know, to make everybody happy and do whatever. But it shows all the drastic and dirty things that humans are capable of doing during that time period, despicable things, and it just gets 
it's perfectly done, but it's out there. Uh, you know what? No, uh, a movie that I thought was kind of wild but spoke some trail shit. It was called Violence Jack. And oh, love Violence Jack. Most people don't realize that. Oh man, Violence Jack was a beast. Yeah, that evil town though. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because like I, Evil Town got its name because something bad happened to a group of women one particular night. That shit was crazy as shit. It's a lot of good adult anime out there, but for some reason, you know, you get 30, 40 year old men fixated on the shonen style because that's what they watched when they started growing up. You know, their taste hasn't evolved. And then they yell and have arguments with uh, teenagers about this, that, and the other. My thing is, let everybody enjoy what they want to watch, but don't over fixate on. You know, the young girls, because they're not designed for the older gentlemen. They're designed for the teenagers that are ripping with hormones. And just like people say, well, it has too much fan service. The other day, this young lady on TikTok was like, I like fan service, too. I'm a young girl, you know, but that's the topic nobody wants to talk about. It's always the man's fan service. You now, know, please explain to my listeners what fan service is. Uh, fan service is... You know, having that young teenager or every teenager that shows up in an anime that has a, a large breast, short skirt on that may be on the edge of being promiscuous, that always flirts and, so you I know, like tie-ties and underwears. And yeah, boots. stuff like that, you know. Um, straight, yeah, and, you know, prime example is an anime called Freezing. Oh, my Lord, that's a great anime. But it has tons of fan service, uh, you know, and it's not meant for adults. But the fighting and the action sequences are great. It's meant for that little horny teenager, male or female. And I've got the one that, oh, God, which one is it? Uh, where the girls actually almost have to have an orgasm in order to turn into a weapon. Yeah, I heard about that one. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, a friend of mine was like, well, if you like freezing, you might like this. If people thought that the excess uh, moaning and groaning when they watched Food uh, Food Wars was bad, oh, if I can remember the name of that one, that would be it. Because literally, it was kind of like um, Soul Eater, where a person turned into the uh, the other person's weapon, but... Before they turned into the weapon, they must reach climax. Then at the point of climax, they will turn into said weapon. You know, they playing, playing, you know, playing. You heard that uh, they playing with the weapon. So, yeah. Yes, it is. So, and, but those aren't meant for, well, some of those are meant for adults, but some of them aren't because they're still in that kind of bubble. Okay, so um, I want to talk to you about some other aspects of the anime community, but before we move on from the golden age of anime, I just want everybody to know, like, hey, these new animes coming into it, like these new animes, Jujutsu Kaisen, and, and, you know, come on, man, these are cool, but check in the back, man, you know what I'm saying, the, you know, 20, 30 years ago, like, check out the Sailor Moons and anime, if we talked about the... Um, uh, 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 what's the speed racers and all that? You know what I'm saying. The you best know? one for everyone that like 
about drama style. The best, the best one for anybody to go back and watch drama style anime, and y'all can see where a little bit of the uh, main antagonist, mild antagonist, uh, you know, stuff like that. An old one that basically almost perfect from the beginning is Star Blazers, and the fact that the original series came out in what is it, nineteen seventy? I mean, uh, seventy nine or something like that. That they're still continuing the saga to this day. Uh, back in like 2015, they redid it. Uh, the whole the original saga digitized it. Then they came out with 2199, and they just actually had a movie come out in Japan last year. Okay. So that saga is still going on because it is basically one of the best fully done, no filler episodes story and back then most of this anime was story driven that had action in it unlike now it has action and very little story yeah we don't we don't yeah i, I feel you on that one uh yes everyone do that yes so uh the planet of the nerd we're gonna be right with everybody we're gonna take a quick commercial break you gotta pay some bills you know what i'm saying but we'll be right back all right, everyone, we're back, back with the planet of the nerd. So we're going to talk a little about some of little other anime topics. So now, the planet of nerd, you have a leadership, uh, a leadership position in the DC Anime Club, correct? Yes, sir. I'm the sergeant of arms. I try to maintain order uh, during the meetings in charge of rules, making sure people pay their dues, making sure, um, like when we have events like coming up, uh, we partnered with Allied Promotions. We have an event uh, for the members that wanted to go see Doctor Strange, um, stuff like that to make sure everybody follows the rules on that. No jumping in line, no bringing extra friends, so forth and so on. Now, I just want to speak on like the DC Anime Club. Like I said, I've been going to the DC Anime Club since I was a teenager, and they had some very nice events. And a lot of times, the uh, they have free events, like just like you said, they having a free screening for uh, Doctor Strange, and the, the dues don't even cost that much. You know what I mean? So everybody check the DC Anime Club out. It's a great place to go and just talk about anime with like-minded people. The Planet Nerd. Where can uh, people go to check out the DC Anime Club? Uh, Facebook, uh, look us up at DC Anime Club, uh, meet up, the same thing, DC Anime Club. Um, you can also go to dcanimeclub.org, which is our main web, uh, webpage. Yeah, please, please go check it out. It's a great club. Now, the Planet Nerd, like, um, what are your thoughts on anime conventions? I love them. They can be a little bit overwhelming for somebody that has never been before because there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, sometimes the dealer's room can first be a little bit shocking because there's a lot of stuff people might want from figures to uh, kimonos to everything else. Mm -hmm. And people need to just learn how to navigate and get those things done, you know, without coming in and, spending thousands of dollars on the first time okay now speaking of conventions now the dc anime club is going to be running the uh the anime room for hbcu con are you going to be there 
Yes, sir, I will. Okay, now just to let everybody know, uh, HBCU Con is like a geeky, nerdy convention. Uh, like, uh, tailored kind of to like the HB, historically black um, um, side of things, kind of like a mashup, if you will, kind of. It's like a geeky, nerdy experience with, you know, HBCU at the college I graduated from, Bowie State University, the last weekend of the month. Check that out. Check them out. HBCU Con and the Planet of Nerd will be there. Your boy Kaga going to be there. It's going to be nothing fucks. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yes. Um, now, we come to the near the closing of our show. Um now, the planet of the nerd, I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay, you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, give me, give me like an anime waifu you have. Uh, a waifu in real life, but just just for shits and giggles, let's talk about the anime. I would actually have to say um, for because of her character and stupidity and just overall loyalty would be uh, Orihime from Bleach. Because she was loyal to a T. She's like, if that was a person in the streets, she was went to another dimension for the man. Uh, would it be as wrong? A friend. Yeah, that that is correct. And she was like gifted in the uh she was uh top heavy, if you will. Well, that top heavy was cool, but you know, I'm like for me, somebody that was, you know, because you know, as much as people get on Sakura. She wasn't never really down with the people that she claimed that she was be with. So, uh, you so, know, so. you know, is because you look at some of the other characters. You know, in the beginning, yeah, everybody say she was, you know, skittish or ran away from things a lot. And you know, then when she got older, she tried to show her uh, toughness. But if you around elite ninjas, you got to prove to them you need to be there. Yeah. Yeah, Orihime did have some nice moves. Oh, yeah. And the fact that she, when she started off, even when she didn't realize she had powers, she was still there. You know, even if she didn't put nobody down, she didn't try to, you know, backstab nobody. She was just a friend. And sometimes that's, you know, you know, a good character to be written about because you don't really have a lot of friends and and storylines. You have adversaries. You have that person that comes and goes, but to have that person be that core friend is outstanding. Jeez, mm, uh, the planet of nerd, you definitely have a good taste in fictional women. So, um, okay, so here's a we got a character battle. You ready? Uh huh. Okay, the first one we got Astro Boy. Okay. Uh huh. First Mega Man. Who will win? Uh, Astro Boy. Why? Uh, Astro Boy technically can lift a mountain. That's true. Um, he's super strong. Yeah. The only thing, um, and you know, Mega Man technically needs to touch something to absorb the abilities. And I don't think Astro would either fight him. He would actually befriend him because that was one of Astro's also ability. I mean, uh, not it's a key feature in him. He always wanted to be your friend. But if it came down to a battle, he would know better to stay away from him because it, one computer can recognize another computer. Mm. Yeah, I kind of feel like Astro Boy would kind of win too. I just want to see what you would say. 
So uh, the Planet Nerd, I've checked out your uh, TikTok. Your TikTok is really, really cool. I really like your montages on that on your TikTok. It's really cool. And then on your YouTube channel, you have an interview with the president of the DC Anime Club, Christopher Wanamaker, when he talks about the goals and everything of DC Anime Club, as well as, like I said, you uh, did a review of some other comics. So I just want everybody to check you out. So where can my followers follow you on TikTok and your YouTube channel? Uh, YouTube is the Planet of the Nerds. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the Planet of the Nerd. Uh, no S. And on TikTok, it's just Planet of the Nerd. Uh, I took a break um, for a while from doing YouTube because a lot of my content I was originally going for the conventions. Uh, which, when we start going back more, I will be trying to interview some of the con people that work there so to get a behind the scenes of the from the vendors point of view of the conventions and talk to some of the other conventions like uh blurred con and uh derpy con and stuff like that so to you know promote their stuff uh so more people can know what is out there and as far as my youtube page it's a little bit of everything comic books uh, television shows. I'm about to start back doing uh, episode breakdowns of comic books and certain television shows. I took a hiatus from doing deep dives into things and doing death battles because everybody else started to do them and I didn't want to be another person and seeming like jumping on even though I, my page has been up on TikTok a lot before some other people but during my time certain people other came up and shined and I'm all for it. The more people get into uh, spreading the word of uh, basically being a nerd and the things that we enjoy, uh, the better for it. Damn right. Yeah, we, we just trying to be nerdy. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You know, Like, uh, what's my man say? We just riding nerdy. Yeah, riding nerdy. Mm-hmm. Wait, before we go, I want to talk, uh, the planner, I want to talk to you about how do you feel about uh, black, black nerd, black nerdy people using the term blurred instead of nerds and being, you know, synonymous with that and everything. How you feel about that? I kind of, I kind of enjoy it because for a long time, you know, the word nerd was kind of like um, asterisk on a person's name or whatever. People look down on you, pun you for being smart, for being geeky, for liking certain things reading comic books, but now uh, is being celebrated because everybody in some way or form has gotten into it from watching the TV shows on Disney Plus to the movies on MCU to whatever. Being a black nerd is to be celebrated because out of everybody else growing up, we were still separated from the other nerds. And we had our own little group and, you know, we had to still deal with the bullies and the stupid people. That's something that's always going to happen. But the more we celebrate ourselves, the more we don't hide, the more it takes that power away from anyone else to bully you or to say what you do is irrelevant. That includes as once you become an adult, from well, from a child to an adult. Because, like I said, it's a lifestyle. And I've had... um this is the other aspect of being a blurred. A lot of black women 
are just getting into uh, you know celebrating and nerd them. Beforehand, they was kind of still shy away from the black nerds because they assumed that you know they didn't we didn't know how to take care of a woman or treat a woman because of word of mouth from other people. And when they started to, this generation that's watching anime start to enjoy and start to see, ain't nothing wrong with that cat. You know, and what was it? Last year, we had a couple friends get married up at um, BlurCon. They met there. They fell in love. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. Phoenix, he's been on my show. Really nice mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, like I said, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But a lot, you know, say, let's just say, take it back 15 to 20 years ago. That would have never happened. That's true. But now, since everybody is starting to represent who they truly are instead of putting on that false facade, it's beautiful. And the more people start using that term, the more people put power into that term. You know, beforehand, that nerd term was used in a derogatory word. Now we can use blurred as an empowerment word. I didn't even think about it like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because I'll be honest, like I, the term blurred is cool, but I'm like, uh, I was always a nerd. I always let my nerd fly fly. Yeah, I've always been a black nerd. You know, used to bring my comic books to school, get in trouble for reading them. Uh, you know, because for me, I, I, I had, um, you know, kind of, I still stutter a little bit, but I didn't realize, I didn't find out until I went in the Navy that I was dyslexic. So reading things to me, I had to read at my own pace. So reading my comic books and reading my books, I did separately. But when they used teachers used to tell you, find something to read, they didn't specify. So I would always bring a comic book, but then get mad. And then they would throw a pop quiz. And I would always get an A because of me taking my own personal way of reading and learning. I learned a little bit better doing my way. I like the typical way because most people back then didn't uh, test for being somebody being di dyslexic. You know, everybody remembers that um, old enough remembers the episode on uh, the Cosby show when Theo realized he was dyslexic after getting C's and D's and people didn't understand. Well, if you studied it, you should know it. But it's not that hard. I mean, it's a little bit more complicated brains you know work on a different pathway or whatever and most of the people that are a little bit dyslexic or dyslexic have a good memory so we can because we have to read and learn our things in a different way and you know being a nerd and having problems like that you know you end up in a little bit of trouble at times uh you know and i've seen this through a lot of Guys, over the years from my generation, we got tired of being picked on as a nerd. And we ended up being a bully, and then we ended up being that bully's, um, that nerd's protector after a while. So we kind of went full cycle because we got tired of being picked on. We joined the stupid kids, and then we had that realization that what we was doing was wrong. And then we helped protect the little guys that we, you know, seen that they were still bothering. Yes, sir. You know, so it come. You know, I've seen that even when my son was growing up, because uh, he was a six four big ass nerd, played football and everything, but would sit watch cartoon, mean cartoons and anime, played video games, everything. 
But when people bothered his friends, you've seen that protector come out of him. And that's a big protector. Damn right. So, yes. Planet of the Nerd, any closing comments? I just want everybody to stay nerdy. Uh, enjoy the new anime that's coming out. Uh, the What is it? The spring season or summer season is about to start. Uh, a bunch of new anime dropped over the last two weeks. A new series has started. Uh, I'm trying to finish up on a bunch of stuff. I got a I went back because I m- couldn't remember certain things. I started rewatching, um, uh, what was it, World Trigger all over again, uh, and a couple other things. So, don't matter if it's subbed or dubbed, as long as you watch, yeah. there should never be an argument about that. As long as, don't matter if it's subbed or dubbed, as long as you watch. Uh, subs over everything. Uh, anyway, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, watch. I mean, you know, just joking, but no, bro. like, bro, you need to watch that. So, so, no, no. Uh, yes. Well, for me, like I said, for at first, you know, once you get it on DVD or whatever, and you can pause it, that's cool. But for people that got reading issues, uh, okay. you know, you know, you got some people that got reading issues. You got some people that don't process as fast. So, but my thing is, as long as you're watching it, you can talk about it. Right. You know, you can communicate about it. You can meet somebody. You know, within that, if it's just subbed over dub, be a whole less. It'll be a lot less at people in the genre. I mean, in the lifestyle. I mean, yes, you're right about that. You're right, sir. So yes, uh, the Planet of Nerd. I just want to say thank you for uh, taking time to come on, and we'll see you at HBCU Con. I'll see you at HBCU Con. I will see everybody else at Awesome Con, Blurt Con, uh, Oda Con. And Anime USA for the rest of the year because I will be at every last one of them. All right. We are here. Out.